Hello friends! This is People Are Interesting with Jan K. In each episode of this show, unique individuals share stories that take us on a ride across ideas and places. Featuring crocodile attacks in Indonesia, escaping war-torn Lebanon, and shark protection schemes in Mauritania. This podcast takes you where you've never been before. Enjoy and thank you for joining the club. Okay, and we're running. Thank you so much for being here. And today we're talking about triathlons and potentially sailing. We'll see, we'll see how the conversation goes. Thank you so much for being here, Ella. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are awesome. you? Very pleased to be here. Yeah, yeah. I am very pleased to <laughs> be able to talk to you about things that I find interesting. So how did you get into triathlons? Um, so I was a bit of a chubby kid growing up. <laughs> And um, I played basketball at school, but like it was never anything I was particularly like super into. And then my sister, who's I think 15 years older than me and her boyfriend decided to do a triathlon for fun. Mm-hmm. And like something clicked in my brain. Right. Uh, I just really liked the combination of the three sports, like not focusing on one thing all the time, but like um, having the three to practice. It's not as monotonous as as like only swimming or only running. Hate, hated running, so that would not be yeah. it for me. Wait, let, let's explain to those who might not know what a triathlon is. So it's swimming, uh, what's the sequence? Because the sequence is also important, right? It's not just anything. Yeah, so it's uh, swimming first, then you cycle and then you run, you finish with the run. Are the distance fixed or no. they change? There's a whole load of distances. So basically uh, depending, well, when you're junior, Mm-hmm. So under like 18, um, you start with very small distances. So uh, you'll have like 100 meter swim, uh, 10K bike and 2K run. Like uh, those will be the, the, the smaller kids. But um, the age groups I competed in uh, was the 750 meter swim, uh, 20K cycle and 5K run. So that was like our standard. It's very short very quick very short very short are you serious very quick do you is this swimming in the pool or open water um open water Mm. yeah makes it more fun but But there's also longer ones so basically as you age um you go so those are called sprint distances then Mm -hmm. you've got uh what they call medium distances which is double Mm -hmm. so it's 1.5k swim 40k cycle, 10k runs, mm-hmm. and then you go into half Ironman mm-hmm. and Ironman, and Ironman is a killer. <laughs> it's like 3k swim, uh, I think 80k cycle, and a uh, marathon at the end. Right. That's. But this is extreme. Extreme, right? Extreme. But there is also something called a triple Ironman, right? Yeah. Have well, some that? people do these things where they do an Ironman every day. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is um, Ironmans are a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a sport. Like it's, you train for a year to, to do one event. You can't smoke, you can't drink, you can't go out. Like your, yeah. your regime is, and it, I know a lot of people who, who kind of, um, well, I have a, you know, it's very negative impact. On them because you have to be very strong and, and most people don't finish their first Ironman. Really? Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Like, well, and what do you mean by that it had a really negative impact on them? 
like just psychologically because they failed oh okay they prepared for so long and because then it's it's your life right here it's your whole entire life um the people that you train with are your life you train on your own you're up at god knows what time mm-hmm. um to train before work and then you have to go to work and train right. after work and oh yeah because most people do it as a side gig right yeah but, but, oof. okay wait what is the regime for training for any triathlon because is there some sort of set approach let's say i think it's it's difficult to say there's a set approach a lot of people nowadays do it for fun so the event in itself is the challenge Mm-hmm. So they, you know, it's like what used to be the the marathon. Like everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do one lifetime, uh, marath- marathon in my lifetime. Now oh, it's, yeah. I'm going to do a triathlon because it's something that seems so like such a challenge that 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 that's the uh, objective that people set themselves. But I did it more as a, I mean, it was a hobby, but mm-hmm. it was like a very intense hobby. Right. So I was like competing regional and like national level yeah and so it became more of like our trainers would give us set regimes like what we could eat what we couldn't eat oh really yeah um you know couldn't you couldn't smoke you couldn't drink like it was part of your lifestyle um and uh we trained between 12 and 16 hours a week but most people you know doing it as just a challenge would be like swimming twice a week or three times a week and running twice and cycling maybe once a week. So mm-hmm. it's not quite as time consuming. Right. But in terms of how do you spread out preparation? Do you prepare for everything evenly? So you would cycle the, the same amount as you would in a sense, or let's say, let's say you would uh, prepare for triathlons for 16 hours or even let's make it simpler, simpler maths. That's good for me. 15 hours a week, right? So five hours cycling, five hours swimming, five hours running, or the the spread of the preparation is different? Uh, So the swimming is very, very important. So I'd say we probably swam every day Mm -hmm. uh, because it's something that you can quickly lose your advantage in because you have people who come to triathlon from swimming. Oh, really? You usually have, you have two categories, those who come from swimming and those who come from running. Oh, really? And so um, basically to be like a professional triathlete, you have to be as good as a swimmer, as good as a cyclist and as good as a runner. Right. Um, but do all three. Right. <laughs> so you need the stamina on top of it. So we'd swim every day, uh, cycle twice. So, you know, two, two and a half hour blocks. And then we'd run maybe three times mm-hmm. or four times. And we'd kind of mix up the, uh, we'd have one session where we did, you know, a uh, 2K cycle, a 500 meter run, 2K cycle, 500 meter, you know, over and over again oh, I see. to have that transition so yeah. that your legs don't feel the pain when they come off the bike onto the run. What is the transition like? How would you describe it? I love it. It's probably my favorite part. Really? <laughs> Um, when they look at your times, your um, transitions are specifically mentioned mm-hmm. in the times because, you I mean, that's where you can save quite a lot of, of time. Um, oh, you mean literally switching the gear and equipment, shoes? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Got, got it, got it. So, yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. What's, what's the 
what what are the tricks so for example first is swimming right mm -hmm. right so first is swimming so you start geared up for swim just swim so already or... you start with uh what, what's called a trifunction mm -hmm. so um it's like a it's kind of sh a one suit shorts and t-shirt it's like combo the, it, it, is it like. like the borat you know the yeah it's exactly <laughs> that <laughs> The Borat pants. But it's usually quite, um, at least for me, it was a big thing because you've got your surname behind. Like when you're part of a team and you're part of the of their like, not elite group, but yeah, like mm -hmm. the ones they have hopes for, um, you'll have like the professional trifunction that's got a nice material and that has your name behind. And right. it's kind of like this pride of of course of having your, your, your team on it and your name. Of course. Like the, 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 I qualified for the French Championships, and mm -hmm. that's where I got the first time I got my trifunction with my name, and it was one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> I still have it. It's like torn because I fell off my bike in it and stuff, Oof. but it's like, oh, I love it. I'm going to Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah. I was so proud. That day is like probably the best day of my life. What's your biggest achievement in triathlon? Uh, we went onto the podium of the French Championships as a team. Really? Yeah. What, what, how do they calculate it? Is, is it like a group triathlon? So everyone does, uh, so there's, let's say, five people in a group and everyone does a, the whole triathlon and they aggregate your time and that's how they figure it out? Or how does it work? So um, the Olympic relay is slightly different because uh, they're very short triathlons and the first male athlete does the first triathlon, then the first female athlete does the mini triathlon then the third uh, the second male athlete does the third one and the second female athlete does the fourth one mm -hmm. but we all ran the same race and then they aggregate our times oh i see and the ones with the shortest time like the first three teams with the shortest time go i got it so the so there is no there, there is no relay element to yeah. it but there is a group yeah a exactly timing element to it and because you're like training with these people, like it's practically better than, you know, uh, a, a solo win because like, yeah. you're up there with everybody. Of they course. sing the Marseillaise and yeah, that's got the flags. It's wow, where was that? Where 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 did they host it? Uh, it's a place called Châteauroux. It's in uh, south of France. Mm. Nice views, I'm sure. Nice. So you start with swimming, and then there's the first transition yeah. from swim to bike. So you have your so you have this so trifunction underneath a wetsuit so mm. you have tricks like you have to put um, Vaseline on your sleeves and and uh, the legs so that when you get you run basically you get out the water you take off the top half of your of your um, wetsuit you run with the half of it off to your bike when you get to your bike you kind of like shove it down mm -hmm. and like stomp on it mm -hmm. yeah for it to come out and then you'll have prepared before the race your shoes are on the bike they're already clipped into oh, your okay. shoes and you put little elastic bands uh, that hold the shoes parallel yeah because you're not allowed to get off on the bike before you reach a certain line oh really so you have to run with your bike without the shoes on right Ooh. so you have to have them parallel uh, so that like when you jump onto the bike, they're not dragging on the floor and yeah. so you can get into them. Um, you have to put your helmet on, of course. First thing is the helmet. Second thing is um, the, um, I don't know how you call that in English, with the number on it. 
Oh, a tag? Yeah, I guess so. But is it, but is it like a fanny pack? Or is it, what is it? You, you get a kind of like elastic band that you mm. clip on and then with safety pins you put three safety pins on top and it kind of like hangs there. Okay. <laughs> don't know how else to explain that. Um, and that would be usually when people would like take a, like a, a, a bar to get more energy or, or yeah. drink. Um, and then so you run, you do your, you get onto your bike, you do your, your cycling. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back into transition after your cycle, mm-hmm you have to get off again before a certain line. Mm-hmm. And um, before you get off the bike, you need to take your feet out of the shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, so, same system, you run barefoot with your bike, put it back at the same place that you found it. And at that point, you will put your trainers on without socks. Mm-hmm. Oh really, why is that? <laughs> because it saves save time. time. Literally with these small races, it's to the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start doing Ironmans, it's okay. You can take time. You, you have to put on socks. You need to, like, put on a warm jacket. You need to, you know, add layers because you're on that bike for, like, three hours. Yeah. So, like, you have to. But with these, it's so small, like, so quick that every second counts. So, like, grab your shoes, put them on. That's why I have blisters on my feet all the time. Really? I have such, like, thin skin on, oh, my, really? on my heels. Huh. Yeah. Uh, you have to turn the, the number around because when you're on the cycle, it has to be behind you. Mm-hmm. When you're on the run, it has to be in front Yeah. so that the, the juries can see your number. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully you get to this finish line. And in terms of pacing yourself, how would you pace yourself when, when doing the whole triathlon? Uh, my strong sport was the swim and the mm-hmm. cycle. Okay. Running has never been my strong Really? Sport. Interesting. Mm-mm. Because you have girls that, or well, or guys, but uh, for me, girls that have done athletics most of their lives. Mm-hmm. And on a 5K, you're not really, like, you're at a cruising speed, but it's um, it's still faster than, like, it's that awkward, like, speed where you're not sprinting, but you're also not doing long distance, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, a, it's a difficult speed to keep up. Um, and... I was just not good at it so I would my strategy was to come out in the front pack on the swim and then uh, probably go strong on the bike mm-hmm. very strong on the bike try and um, create a gap like a three-person you know pack at the front and then create a gap uh, so that I can give myself as much time for the run as I can mm-hmm. like they have to physically catch me up um, on the run kind of thing but th- so you're You've basically been ap- applying a, a really good strategy, which is get up on at the front and stay there, yes. right? But Always. from the mental point of view, it's probably, is it, what, what would you say, is it easier or is it harder? Because on one hand, you have the thing that, oh, they are constantly like mm. behind my back. But on the other hand, you're like, but I'm at the front, right? Or is it easier to actually like play the catch-up game and be like, I'm coming for you? I think it really depends on the race, uh, depending on like the level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I remember, um, I, I people underestimate you. Mm-hmm. Least, like I was quite sure, like nobody really. You have these bulky men that have trained, like they think that bees knees and mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah yeah okay that's cool you know mm-hmm. and then um you come out after like before them etc and and that's really nice when you're in front of them and you're like 
come on, like, show them who's boss, like, stay yeah. in front, like, um, and that's really nice, especially when you're, there's, like, an opening bicycle who you have to follow on the course if you're at the very front. Really? Why is that? It's to, like, make sure that you're going the right way and, oh, and stuff like that. Oh, I get yeah. it. And that's really nice. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. So you don't have to worry about taking a wrong turn yeah, or exactly. anything like that. So that's really nice when, when you're at the very front. But, like, when it's the the races with levels that are a bit higher, mm-hmm. um, I think I was never at the very front because I wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was good, but not that good. Got it. So, like... It was more of a, I had a group of girls who I knew were at like a similar level Mm -hmm. and I guess I was competing more with them Mm -hmm. and um, it was a mixture of, oh, I know that this girl's in front of me, come on, let's push, you know, to go to her or, oh, wait, I'm in front of this other girl, like I have to push to to stay in front. So I think it it was more about positioning myself in the group of people that I knew were, you know, around my level. And... That makes that makes perfect mm. sense. And in terms of, do you snag during it or not really? Snack. Snack. Do you have a? Is, or um, is it short? Too short. The sprint ones. Uh, I would say not really. I'd have um, a tube of condensed milk mm-hmm. before the race starts. Oh, yeah. So before the swim, um, and maybe like something just before the end of the bike. Oh okay. Um, and then they give you water on the on the run, but like, otherwise you're running and the water's like what what in your yeah. stomach. It's not nice. Yeah, that's fair. No, um, but then when I started doing the the higher races, the the M distance, um, I think I did it a bit more. Like I'd have one halfway through the run, the cycle, and then I'd have one at the end of the cycle, and then I'd have one in my pocket or like yeah, in my pocket for the run just in case I needed mm. it because <laughs> no I told 10k you. run is a... it's crazy yeah. <laughs> especially at the end of yeah. a, a, a long bike and a swim because mm. I I do I did those sport camps when I was a uh, when I was in primary school and one of the competitions there were triathlons Holes. for kids so I, re- I still remember how terrifying it is when you run with all those people to the water and you try, you know, to to swim and there's so many people everywhere yeah. around you. Like, you have to swim. go underneath them. Really? You have to dive underneath. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, how, cause how many people would be in your heat? Oh, uh, I've raced with like two, but it's usually between 200 and... <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah, you you'd all have run smaller... to the lake straight away, or w- w- sometimes you start in the water. Oh. Sometimes you run, um, but you just have to sprint, like literally, just because otherwise wow. you get caught up with everyone. And like when you're a stronger swimmer, you have to make sure not to be yeah. behind or right. next to. Um, I remember at the French Championships, I had a girl that I trained with, and literally you fight when it's the French Championships, you. fight fight mm-hmm. <laughs> like when it's nationals you're like ah, don't care who's next to me like you don't really like if you hit somebody like it's oh i'm sorry but like you were in my way i had to get and for about 10 minutes in the swim i had this girl that our arms kept bashing like literally we were <laughs> elbowing each other really and then at one time like we both breathed off, like to to look at each other and i saw that it was like 
the girl I train with and, we, and then after that we're like okay it's fine like we can oh, swim wow. nicer yeah. like can actually use each other for the swim yeah. it was really funny we we're like ah, yeah, get what, out of my way <laughs> yeah what are the what are the strategies of coping with the situation in the water during the triathlon because th this is a pretty hectic you mustn't be scared of drowning <laughs> yeah that's fair people push your head under really people elbow you mm. your glasses get like you have to put glasses under your hat yeah, because definitely. otherwise they get um, and if you get water, you have to know how to like swim with water in your goggles. And uh, the worst thing ever. You have to know, like, you have to. Before we had to look at currents and like the wind and where you were going and where you had to be positioned on the beach. Also, you would do it in the sea. Yeah, we've done the sea. Oh. We've done lakes. We've done. Oh loads my! Of really? Oh, that's a completely different ball game. Swimming in the lake, swimming in the <laughs> sea. There is no comparison. Yeah. It's sea is so much harder. <laughs> Okay. No, you wouldn't say so. It's okay because usually they make you they make you go out and then swim parallel to the beach. Mm -hmm. So you've got that kind of thing to keep your eye on. Yeah. Because if it's one boy like standing in the middle of the lake, like it's easy if mm. if there's a lot of turmoil, like True. you have to bring your head up. But like. True. It's like shit, navigation becomes like, an issue. Yeah, you zigzag. Yeah, exactly. You waste so much time. Yeah, exactly. How do you how do you try to stay on? Course. You breathe with your head up rather than on the side. But how do you? But you sw Do you swim um, front crawl or yeah, front, crawl. front crawl and you breathe out? Yeah. How do you do that? Like you, but you go like three or four strokes, uh -huh. like breathing on the side, and then you'll go like. Oh wow! <laughs> like the same as you breathe on the side, you don't stop or anything. Instead of breathing to the side, you breathe. it's like water polo. Yeah, swimming, yeah, exactly. But like That's what... you're lying down, you're not as like. Because you also want to swim fast, right? So you, I'm, I'm guessing that you swim kind of slower when you do that. Ah, uh, you learn to do it quickly. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I I've been wondering what's the, what's the. It, uh, that it just sounds quite difficult to do. Um, you just follow people in front of you. Like, it's rare that you're the first one or mm -hmm. you're all alone. Right. So I'd say you, for the most part, follow people and then you just check every now and again that you're going the right way and you're right. not following them in a completely wrong direction. Yeah. But uh, no, you learn to do it quite quickly, yeah. Oh, okay. How many, how many races would you say you did? Uh, <laughs> so basically you have a season for triathlon and it would be between probably end of April to end of September mm -hmm. and we would probably race every weekend between okay. that period and then outside that period you do what's called duathlon which is uh, running and cycling mm -hmm. uh, so you run then you cycle then you run again or aquathlon which is swimming and then running Oh, okay. and then in the dead of winter you do cross country, which is just running, running in the mud. So guys, really, it's the only running I enjoy. Well, how I I, I was never actually I heard the term cross country, but I I'm not really familiar with what it entails. What what is it? So basically, you'll be like in the forest or fields, and it's always rained a lot when you do these things mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. and you wear shoes that have spikes in them mm -hmm. so that you don't slip in the mud and it's literally it'll be like 5k 10k in the mud it's brilliant hello sprained ankles 
uh, to be honest, I've only ever sprained my ankle on a triathlon. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, won I wonder what kind of injuries you, you get in triathlons and in preparing for triathlons, because you strain your body is basically in all <laughs> kinds of ways. Um, I've fallen off my bike a few times. Ooh. Um, the first time I got on my bike, my road bike, uh, with the clip-on shoes, it was in my garden, and I went up the lane mm. and unclipped the wrong shoe to, to turn around. Oh, no. And completely crashed like in my lane. My dad was in hysterics because, like, it's it's like you know uh, a rite of passage for anybody with a new bike with clip-ons is to, to fall. fall. You have to fall. Really. And then you get the hang of it real quickly. Uh, how do you clip clip yourself out? What's you, the motion? So you like twist your oh, heel out. Oh, okay, that makes so much sense. So you, you get it pretty quickly once yeah. you've fallen, once you're twice. Yeah, because the initial re response is to just like move ah. your, your, just your foot up, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've done that. Um, I've taken a few, because I love the bike when it's, people tend to be scared on the bike, but I've always been a bit of a daredevil like that. So mm -hmm. I love it when it's raining mm -hmm. on the bike. I love it when it's downhill. Oof like fast i'm the kind of person who wants to go fast on the bike and i've taken a few roundabouts very fast and <sighs> like you know completely you slid yeah um i've raced i've finished a, a cycle with my handlebars completely lopsided why what once happened? i don't know it's like we just crashed the girl in front crashed and so everybody was like because you're so close to one another that we just all like rammed into oh each other. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. Because you have, it, it's kind of like in cycling races, right? Yeah, Where exactly. you have just a mayhem suddenly erupting. So I've done that. I feel like these are mainly on, on the bike. Um, yeah, I would, I would imagine um, the bike must be the most risky bit in terms of accidents, right? Talking about unclipping, I, it's something that you train because you're not, you don't stop and get onto your bike and then clip and then like it, everything is supposed to be quick. So you jump on your bike and you put your feet in the shoes while you're in motion and you're supposed to like keep it going. Mm -hmm. And you train that. It's not something that you know instinctively. And so we were doing repetition after repetition. And one day I tried to put my shoe in the foot, couldn't, was looking down at my shoe when I bashed into a lorry that was parked on the side oh, of the road. Oh, Jesus. But like my shoulder, like I saw it right at the last minute and I rammed in bashed my shoulder oh, but did you have any serious injury out of it i or? still have pains in my shoulder really now. yeah oh my god mm. oh done ankles mm. uh before a race actually on the warm-up uh on the oh um, that's the, the worst moment yeah on the kind of uh sidewalk mm -hmm. um didn't tell anyone did you, the race you did the race and my ankle had swollen about one and a half times the size yeah. by the time I ended and like you're in, you've got the adrenaline of it yeah so it's fine when I stopped running it was like okay Ooh. I need to go to like Jesus Christ big. that's pretty bad that is pretty bad and I still have problems now with it I thought it's, it's hilarious it's hilarious because you would imagine that doing contact sports such as fighting or MMA let's say mm -hmm. that would be probably the most dangerous thing you can do but actually no it's this it's a lot of athletic sports yeah. actually there's so much wear and tear on your body yeah um, 
that and in. it's something that um like a break kind of repairs itself like you put a cast on it and and you know you don't move it for x number of weeks and so it repairs itself but when it's a sprain or like your muscles are pulled or it's just like a tire fracture or stuff like that like you tend to you know it's not a hard cast so you walk on it you use it and and so it never properly gets fixed um and i think well i sp sprained over it about three times oh, and since no. then like it's just i know to be careful there's where i go yeah i see what you mean that made me think of uh what is this there is this really famous old school time old time surfer i just don't I, I can't recall what's his name now um I want to say Laird Hamilton. Maybe you heard about him. Yeah, rings a bell. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's his ankle. He he broke it so many times, and he would never. Because generally speaking, foot injuries in surfing are quite common. Mm -hmm. So this guy broke his ankle so many times. I watched an interview with him, and he pulls up his ankle like this, and the ankle looks like a sack of potatoes. It looks mm -hmm. like there is. It, 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 like yeah perfectly. completely it looks like there's you know the elephant man <laughs> that's horrible yeah no but his ankle looks like an elephant man it's insane it's the most it's the most it bizarre be really painful no no he has weirdly enough i i don't remember now but i think he said that he has pretty much f full functionality in it it's just it's just calloused 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 mm -hmm. because he would break it and just walk, surf, do everything, not give a single S, um, which is, which is, you know, but I, when I, you love something, you don't want to stop. Like, yeah, yeah, it's but, like, oh, this is going to be fine. Like, yeah, but I've I, got this, this and this coming. I can't not train. Yeah. Although I don't think he could advertise flip flops <laughs> like Hawaiianas or something like that. <laughs> Um, not a very good ad yeah no i mean hmm, one might argue that it's a an excellent <laughs> yeah the one it's might, the only shoes i can wear yeah <laughs> but one one could also argue that you know he's such an icon that everyone would know his ankle but the first time i saw his ankle it's uh i i i, I had chill I, you know i felt chills down my back i don't even know how, like why is it so easy to sprain your ankle on surfing because the wave carries a lot of energy right and this energy is passed onto the board and the only part of your body that has contact with yeah. your with your board is the is your is the, are your feet and i don't know if i was totally surprised when i found out that 80 percent of bones in your body are ankles down Really? Yeah, because oh, your foot. Cool. Yeah, because if you think about it, your feet—it's not just one bone. Mm. There's no such thing, such thing as feet, f foot, foot bone, bone, right? No, it's like dozens of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. tiny little mm. bones. That's why, that's why there. Previously, there would be those. You could have a, you could have broken your bone. One, there's this one bone in your. I think it was in the 30s, so not any time recently. But if you would break that bone, they would just amputate. Because they couldn't do anything else. They didn't know what to do. And only then they figure out how to put you together. But I feel like injuries are usually not because you do something risky. It's more like when you're fatigued. Yes. And you... Because 
you know when you when you train this much and and you know your sport by heart yeah um i mean my dad used to make me do crazy things to to practice cycling because he couldn't be at the same speed as i was he'd um get into the car yeah and i would cycle behind the car yeah and then like we'd try and you know the 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 speed monitors that flash you at a certain speed we used to try and make that flash <laughs> but like not the car yeah. just the bike oh my like god. that was our bit and like when i think about it i'm like oh my god yeah. like i could have died yeah. literally could have died but like For sure i was so concentrated and you know your bike like mm-hmm. the back of your hand so i think it's usually when you're tired or you've overtrained and mm-hmm. so i think that's a really important part of any sport is like knowing the limits of your body I, that, that's actually really interesting what you said because I had the, the very same thought just yesterday because I went climbing on I want to say on Sunday and I was already a bit tired because on Saturday I was skateboarding the whole day and I fell on my shoulder as well yeah it's okay no big deal but I, my body was a bit tired and I went climbing and I, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that usually actually you can feel yeah. like you you can kind of feel that you're in a compromised position of your body and if you're careful enough you, you a lot of times you unless it's like a dynamic situation you can't actually you know move yeah. or anything like that but you your body kind of hints you that you're pushing yourself already i, I want to get to this place when i kind of feel it yeah. and i step back so because obviously the best way to get good at something is have time to to do the reps, right? Yeah. And if you get injured, you're not getting, you're not putting reps in, right? That's the, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the main problem, I would say. So I, I wanna, I wanna try and figure out. The, and and basically, I was like in this weird position where, my arms were s- s- spread like this, and and I did something to my shoulder. So now I, I, I'm, I'm resting a little bit. I think it's important also. Well, our trainers anyway used to uh, give us work cycles. What so is that? you had certain weeks where you knew that the intensity and the length of your of your training sessions would be longer mm-hmm. and you know they'd tell you to eat more of this food more of the carbs more of this that the other um those weeks and then you had um karma weeks so it's like rest weeks i mean by rest i don't mean you don't train mm-hmm. but you'll have maybe on the on the swim you'll have um no timekeeping but like longer kind of um blocks of of swimming so you do like 400 meters like multiple times like Mm -hmm. working on your your um strokes your strokes yeah exactly um like actually putting in the work rather than focusing on like accelerating Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think that kind of cycles of work is what's really important and to not get hurt as well definitely what is what was your diet like when you were when we were doing it um surprisingly you ate a lot a lot i'm not surprised at all so like i don't i mean we used to have like our watches and they used to collect the data and like calorie burn and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um eats because we used to train before school so you'd have something before the training session you'd have something after the training session you'd have lunch obviously at school and then you had have something before your training session then and then um after your training session so 
when you go home for dinner. Uh, a lot of snacking, but um, I guess it's just like we weren't at the level where they were counting macros or, or whatever, yeah. but like, you know, no McDonald's, <laughs> no yeah. high Wait, calorie what, what was your, junk food. What was your calorie consumption, uh, let's say daily? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Man, that, that they would, be would because the problem is, is um, a lot of people that age are quite fragile when it comes to like um, eating habits. Mm -hmm. And I think they wanted to, that they, they were making sure that we were happy with what we ate and that we were enjoying yeah. what we ate and that we were eating enough. Yeah. That was their only like concerns really. Um, and eating from all food groups, I guess. That was like carbs uh, and protein. A lot of protein, obviously, for muscle recovery and stuff like that. So. I remember <laughs> when I was in primary school, I was at the swimming uh, team. And it was actually one of the best teams in Poland. I wasn't the one of the best in Poland, but the team was. You're still very good. No, I was okay, but, you know, um, the guys were... Um, I, I think swimming is one of those things that given there there are a few parameters about your body that need to be there like big foot and stuff like that big big arm like yeah. lengthy yeah, yeah, yeah. being lanky and, and helps but but anyway um but then it's just repetition mm -hmm. and just swimming a lot and i i just don't think i have character for <laughs> swimming a lot yeah but um after competitions i remember that they would take us to mcdonald's really <laughs> yeah they would we used to get told off when we did yeah. that yeah I think what I think is it it was just cheap because what where would you take a, bu a, a bus full of kids yeah, that's to true. eat somewhere after the but imagine being a coach uh, I, would, I would literally inside I would be crying like no yeah although you know there's like nothing nutritious in this food right right it's isn't it bizarre by the way that there is food that is so high in calories but so low in nutritional nutrients. You wonder what they put in. Yeah, you wonder how, how did you even get there? Um, but one thing that uh, I wanted to go back, it's something you've mentioned at the beginning, was the preparation of people to Ironman and how, mm -hmm. how, they, how they take it when they don't do that well. Can you, can you say something more about it? Because... We didn't have really time to, to I think, it. like, um, as I said, it's something that takes up most of your life. Uh, you eat, sleep, and dream triathlon. Right. Um, and, I mean, it's physically challenging to your body. Already doing a, a marathon is something that people, not everybody feels is capable of doing. But when you add to that the, you know, the, the, the cycling and the swimming, like, yeah. I can understand. And I think also it's very challenging when you're in a relationship and mm -hmm. one of the people does that Does that because you have to count macros. You have to like eat. What is that? What does it mean counting macros? So basically it's... Macronutrients? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So like <laughs> I, one of my, uh, my trainers like ate, he bought so much raw chicken <laughs> and eggs and like stock up on i don't know how they could eat that much food yeah. like and i think it's just that brutality on your on your body that's just you know it's draining i think right 
but what was did have you heard any particular stories of people um of people um you know failing at their first Ironman or something like that yeah people fall off their bikes I think that's a big one um like or why because like it's it's not normal for your body to to be in like tra- like race for that long yeah it's just it's nine hours like the best do it in nine hours it's nine hours of constant like right. stimulation of your god knows what and at, at, at the end, it's not even like once you put the training in, it's one thing, but the, it ends up being your mental, your mental state at the end of it. Like you're not, if it's not about being a good runner by the end of it, it's just like being a stubborn person who's like, I'm going to get to the end of this right. run. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can stop at tents on the way, and some mm. people just have little breaks. They, they go for ten minutes and they kind of, you know. Uh, eat some stuff and, and try and drink and rest for like 10 minutes and then you go off again kind of because i'm even surprised how your body is able to take in anything you know any liquid or any solid i mean it's very specific foods um like you have little fruit pastel kind of things mm-hmm. um a lot of condensed milk you have like cereal bars are quite a good one Things that you can just shove into your mouth and swallow, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is... Stuff in the water. You Like, uh, we used to have Coke that we'd shake in oh, the... Oh, cocaine must be good. Coca-Cola. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you Never mean. tried it on Coke. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would wonder what would happen to you if you would try to do any of those crazy athletic fe- feats on drugs. I mean, they test you you'd though, get right? tested. <laughs> they test you. Yeah. yeah, fair. Because probably you would do... Way better. Really well. <laughs> yeah. This person I've never heard uh, of. She just qualified for yeah. the Olympics. Right. Was it? Um, was that also in your plans to try and, you know, how far were you from the trying to get into Olympics? Is it, is it just the time you need to very hit? Very far. Very far. Because they take two people. From each country. Yeah, basically. Uh, but a, a man and a woman, or um, no, it's usually two women or two. It depends oh, on the, the quotas per country, but it's about two women, two men every year. Wait, so if you're if you're from a really obscure country, as in like obscure, it's not the right term, but the country that Small. doesn't, yeah, or doesn't have, which is relatively poor, doesn't have a lot of money in sport you could te- theoretically qualify easier or you need to hit the time anyway? I think I think there's a time. Oh, entrance. the minimum time. Um, yeah, I think so. Because uh, otherwise you'd lap them and it'd be really difficult. No, um, but there's a very like... Because I would try to, you know, just as, a, as an experience go to the Olympics, get like I a... I mean... Get, get, uh, get a passport for, pff, I don't know, Botswana or something like that, which is like in, in skiing. Nobody probably skis The problem in is these guys, I don't think you realize how fast they are. Yeah. Like you would even make it out of the water that they'd be finished at. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't even get into the water <laughs> in the first place. Like but. it's it's a whole like different world. And, and the, the world of triathlon, at least professional triathlon, is very small. Because I, I, I don't think there's that much money in it. No. Yeah, that's the problem with uh, track and field. There isn't a lot of money in the sport, right? There's a few good sponsors, and but it, I mean, you win per race. What is you, what is the take per race? 
it what's depends. the prize? It really depends. It's it's um, usually the first three get a, a quite a big sum, and then it tapers off as you go down top ten. Um, there's a new. But when you say good good money, what would you what do you mean? Well, I was about to say. So there's this new like format of triathlon called the Super League, and the idea is to bring um, like um, people who don't know about triathlon to triathlon because it's a sport that's very difficult to watch because mm -hmm. you're never in the same place. Um, oh, yeah. Like my parents used to be running around like taking pictures and right. Um, and so they've made a, a format that's easier to watch. And I think per race, the people are getting like 10 grand. Oh, that's, that's okay. Yeah, but if you like, it depends how many wins you yeah. have in a year. I mean, footballers are saying... <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Lawyers are going... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no. You know. Yeah, no, of course. And <laughs> especially how much they need to leave a lot in that. In every race and you're like constantly training and like it's a big part of your life yeah and if you get injured that's the end and if you're not in your top three which is very hard I mean yeah for sure are there is there any iconic triathlon guy um, so the British there's two very famous uh, brothers called the Brownlee brothers um, they came first and second for the past two Olympic Games. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Wow, so they are absolute killers. Really good. I think they were saying the last Olympic Games, the, the Rio ones, their 10K run was, um, would have made them qualify for the final of the 10K run. Mm-hmm. Oh. In athletics. Jesus Christ. It was like 20... That's insane. 20 kilometers per hour or something. That, what? It's something ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah. Considering that they had to swim and and bike before, yeah. before. that's so absurd. Um, in France, there's actually quite a few girls that I trained with um, from my team that are now. I mean, one of them is definitely in for a chance of going to the Olympics. Was what what level was she when you were training with her? She's the one I came to, on the podium with. Okay. Um, so I was like, what, 16? So it was 16. almost 10 years ago. And she was already really good. Really? Yeah. But is it, was it, do you need to have any attributes, like prerequisites to be good at triathlon if in terms of your physique? I think, I mean, they're very lean. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not, it's not a stocky, bulky people's no, sport. No, um, especially for the fast ones, because it's a sprint, like. Um, yeah, I think very, very slim. Mm, okay. Quite muscly, but very lean muscle as opposed to bulky muscle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because one of the things when we went to box that hit me incredibly is the difference in physique of a sprinter and a long-distance yeah. yeah. swimmer. It's shocking. It's just insane how... Have you seen Adam Peaty? Like... No. no, no, I, I, I haven't seen him actually. As in, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's really, it's, it's really pretty. It's, it's insane how, how differently your physique can develop depending on what you put your body through. Mm. Um, okay, we're forty five minutes on the clock, so let's keep it sweet and short. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming here to share your, you know, experiences about triathlon. It was absolutely amazing. I learned so much from it. Um, big shout to Ella. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.